Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. What is up, my fellow addicts? It is Ralph Sutton, the SDR Show. This week, a fantastic band whose name I keep butchering. It is called Tetrarch. Found them online. A super cool band. I think they're going to be on Ship Rock next year. I could be wrong, but they're just such a great new young rock and roll band. They make me happy. The episode you're listening to right now came out five days ago on GasDigitalNetwork.com. If you use the code SDR, not only do you get a 14-day free trial, you get it commercial free. You get access to the entire catalog, the live chat while we stream, and access to 20-plus other shows. Just use the code SDR. Try it out for 14 days. If you don't like it, cancel it and just consume us where we are everywhere five days later, wherever you listen to a podcast or on YouTube.com slash the SDR show. But here it is right now, the Tetrarch episode of the SDR show. This is the intro to the shit show. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. This is the hit show. Show me a tit show. Please, someone fuck the host. It's weed, I feed, it's hookers and blow. It's art, it's art, you need to know. The SDR show. Let's go. It is the SDR show, sex, drugs, and rock and roll show. I am Ralph Sutton. With me once again, I'm going to go five feet, maybe six feet. It is James Madden. Thank you so much for coming on, buddy. Let's just call it five and a half. I can't remember either. So I'm Last in. time you were on, which was maybe for my own personal reasons, one of my favorite episodes we've ever done was Neil deGrasse Tyson, who I'm such a fan of. I could have talked with him for three hours. He is the greatest talker I have ever seen. I'm a wrestling fan, as people know, because I will never grow up. He's better than Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes in their prime combined. I mean, you could you could read the phone book and be like, "Oh, dude, you're right, seven hundred two, great area code." Like he's and a- <laughs> doing this show and having you as a co-host once in a while, Big J Shannon as our our producer. I'm always the smartest person on the show, but finally, the first <laughs> time it's not true. Shannon, you all right? Yeah. <laughs> you look stressed. I'm fine. Okay. I'm fine. Yeah, people yeah. are just coming in and out of my house it's whatever oh, hi everyone we should tell you guys uh, diamond and josh um shannon's a whore they're just guys coming in and out of her house <laughs> oh, man damn yeah. i'm not taking part in any of that conversation <laughs> 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 there's a term they see is called open door policy that's what she had so yep. just neighborhood knows to come by Dude. I wouldn't be upset if that were the case. <laughs> I would be much happier. All right. So I'm going to explain how this came about, okay? Um, I host this uh, cruise called Shiprock. I've done it for 10 years. I didn't do last year. I might do this coming year. I don't know for sure. but And I am on their forums, and they're always the ones that are the, the Shiprock people always know bands before I do. I try to be hip and cool, but I am old and not cool. So anytime I'm looking for new bands, I go on the Shiprock forums, and see what bands people are talking about. And about two or three months ago, all over the page was this band, and I'm going to say it wrong, but I think it's Tetriarch, right? Uh, or, is it close enough? Tetrarch? Where's the I? I just want to know where the I came Tetrarch? from. Tetrarch? There, there Tetrarch. you go. Yeah. Tet- <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. Everybody, a lot of people say it like that at first. So. I know what a Tetrarchy is, right? Am I saying it wrong? Ex- exactly. It is, it's the, but- It comes from the same thing. Right. And what I like about that, by the way, well, get into that in a second. But anyway, so I, I looked up and saw you guys and they sent a link to the I'm not right video. And I was like, holy shit, this is so fucking cool. And I started doing a dive into you guys. And I literally DM'd your Instagram and said, I don't know who, who monitors your Instagram, but I said, I want you guys on my fucking show. And a couple of weeks later, here we are. 
So thank you very much, uh, Diamond and Josh, for coming on. Of course, um, yeah. Thanks for having us. So here's what I, I've watched a bunch of interviews with you guys, and it's funny because the way I see it, it's really you two, Diamond and Josh, are the two main people since the beginning, and then Ryan and Ruben joined in, uh, respectively, a couple of years different with each other. You went through mm-hmm. different in, uh, group people in the band. But right. a tetriarchy is really two main people and then two sub people that are ruling. And I guess in a way, that's what you guys are. <laughs> I mean, we we all. Oh, we just lost you guys. We just lost your audio. We lost your audio. Boy, the archie went wrong right there. Then are huh? we back? Man, We're back. Okay. I think Ryan and Ruben are under the table. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think it's a coup, apparently. Yeah. Oh, no, man. no, no. Boy, revolution. <laughs> the common so, people are coming back they are they're coming to get us no i was just saying you know we're all we're pretty we all serve very important roles like we can't imagine doing what we're doing without ryan or ruben you know what i'm saying like they both are like just super important and but you know having met josh when we were 11 you know and just like gradually building what we've gotten to now it's definitely hard to deny that that relationship you know yeah for sure i mean every the team and you two i think live together also as you said so we, um, yeah <laughs> it is, you know i'm imagining you guys and i think it's since 2006 or 7 that you're together as some sort of band so i mean you guys can I ask this question you can re- say no if you don't want answers but how old are you guys no. <laughs> you don't answer that question? We're adults. Yeah. You are adults, but you do look. I mean, I watched some videos a while ago. I'm like, I thought from the first video I saw, which was a uh, freak, you look yeah. like kids. I'm like, holy shit, such great rock and roll from kids is not what I expect to see. And that we're, was really uh, amazing to watch. We're kids, man. We're adult kids. But are you <laughs> look like kids to me? You yeah, they look like, like also. James, how old are you, James? I forget. Oh, no. That's the new answer. <laughs> if an answer I'm 42, but I think I, I age okay because I'm like 11% Italian. So I have a little bit of Mediterranean. You got, you got that minority in you that's going to keep you young forever. Forever, yes. Yeah. So I am 6'6", and I am 50, right? So everybody's just shorter than me and younger than me, <laughs> and I don't know how, by how much. I just know that, oh, that person could be anywhere from 5'2 to 5'0". 11 or 6'1". I just thought you're shorter than me. It doesn't matter. You're just shorter than me. And in the same respect, you guys could be 19 or 35, and I just know you're just your kids when you're my age. Shannon, who's 43, is a kid. Right, Shannon? How old are you? Anything Ralph tells you guys about me is a lie. I just want you to know that in advance. I was about to say, poor Shannon. (laughs) Shannon, you're 22 to me, baby. 22. So you you are... I'm right in guessing that you guys are on the younger side. That's that's a fair way to put it, right? Yes, for sure. Okay. And growing up in Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken, the bands that come to mind as a rock guy, I somewhat, the bands I think of, which I don't know if these affect you because you are younger. Uh, obviously, I would say Seven Dust, Mastodon, and Combi Christ. Those three, I imagine you would know. Mm-hmm. But do you know Mother's Finest or Butch Walker? Butch Walker. Mother's Finest, maybe we've heard of. They're like an old school rock band that toured with everybody in the 70s and early 80s. Uh, also, uh, all black band, phenomenally talented. They had a song called Baby Love and a song called Cry Baby. I guess both they, they like the word baby in their song. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you should check them out. They're really phenomenal rock band from uh, Atlanta, Georgia. So I was awesome. wondering like how far back your Atlanta rock knowledge goes. Uh, obviously, Seven Dust Mask on Combi Christ, those are the ones that first come to mind for me. 
Yeah, for us, you know, coming up, it was like we heard a lot about Macedon, you know, being from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, so naturally, we heard of them very early. And they're, you know, relative, you know, in the same genre. So obviously, it's easy to when you're a fan and to hear about it or whatever. But I didn't even know Comedy Christ was from Atlanta. So yeah. that's news to me. Um, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you pretty much there's not many like from Atlanta, like in our genre that have like gotten to a certain level where you're like, Oh yeah, they're from Atlanta, like maybe New York or something like that. But you know, there's a few, you, you hit the nail on the head. There's one thing that you said diamond in an interview that I could not agree with more when it comes to your music and with heavier rock in general, which mm-hmm. is get as heavy as you fucking like, mm-hmm. just put in a goddamn chorus, yeah. put in something <laughs> that I could sing along to. And yeah. that's going to make me want to listen again. And your music seems to be very, chorus aware if that's a term do you guys yeah. agree with that yeah for sure i mean we grew up like the stuff we grew up listening to you know when we were coming up on the radio was like your lincoln parks and your disturbs and slipknots and all that and like they, they had some heavy stuff but like there was some choruses in there too even pantera and stuff you know they had choruses right. even slayer has good choruses exactly you know? you know all those bands that we love so it was like for us you know we're like we're young, but we're still like the grandma and grandpa in the yard with like a cane. We're like, why do kids have any, courses. you know, courses? So like we always, get off my lawn. Yeah. yeah. So we always want to make sure there's something people can sing back and, you know, catch yeah. on to. That's that's what people remember. You know, I mean, even Sepultura, which is looked at as one of the heavier heavy bands, they have yeah. fucking good choruses. Thank like, you. Sing along to those songs. If you're a metal fan, there are bands like I, I would use an example like that. I was never got into the math metal nonsense, yeah. like mm-hmm. Dillinger Escape Plan. I could never. What's going on? I just wasn't. For yeah, me. That, that makes my brain hurt. Yeah, I we can't. And I understand it. Exactly. And we were talking about them the other day. And it's like I they apparently put on the craziest live show. But for me, I've seen them live. Yeah. Listening to music is like kind of like work now at this point. So like when I listen to a band like that, I'm like trying to count what time signature it's in. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Well, dude, they I say can't. this, but it is math metal. But what they never said is they got an F in math. They left that far <laughs> out. Yeah, um, it's not for me. James, you seemed insulted when I said I didn't like Dillinger Escape Plan. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, I didn't because they've been someone in my head for years that I, I want to like because of the whole math thing and the nerd in me. And they're, even their name sounds way too mathy. But it. Uh, and me not liking it just reminds me that I um, almost flunked out of geometry. So fuck it, whatever. But I, so I want to like them. I want to be like, yo, I like Dillinger Escape Plan. But it's like, yeah, whatever. I agree with you. I, I don't need my brain to be melting while I'm listening. It'd be cool if like you finally <laughs> understand the Pythagorean theorem. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, Dillinger Escape Plan. It all makes sense now. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> I like that we all go with math. We're all so bad with math that we go with Pythagorean, which That's is all so I know. What am I going to say? Basic. I'm going to make some calculus reference. I don't fucking know. A Come on. Square now. plus B square equals C square. <laughs> it showed you how little I know about math. I got oh, this brings back outside the door. They can figure that out. This is flashbacks of just horrible times. Yeah, I, I almost, was horrible I almost said isosceles triangle, but I switched it Ooh. to Pythagorean theorem <laughs> at the last moment. That's all I could think of. Um, so now I just had a cure. I know you guys were, were friends in elementary school or high school, whatever it is. I want to hear about how we got from meeting wherever you met to now. So meeting was in, was it like seventh grade? Yeah. Uh, we Can you get like, a little closer to the mic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Dime, I'm going to lean all over you. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, meeting each other was in like seventh grade. I think we were in an English class. And my first introduction to Diamond was... I was like leaning back in my chair, just kind of chilling and relaxing. 
And she decides for some reason that it would be funny to just pull a table out from behind me. So I go flying backwards. I, and I, I think I just, decision. yeah, I kind of just like looked at her like, I don't even know who you are. Like, what, <laughs> what is this? Um, but then we, uh, she had started getting into like rock and, and metal music. And there was only a couple of us at the school that really were into that because we were, we went to like a small private Christian school in, in Georgia. So there wasn't a whole lot of metal and rock going around. So she kind of found me and our friend, uh, Tyler, who was like our original drummer. Um, when we became friends and yeah, you know. I actually like, you know, I tell people all the time, like I'm, a, I'm the type of person that when I, when I get into something, like, I don't want to just watch it. Like I want to be a part of it. So when I got into like rock and metal, I was like instantly that naturally I'm like, I want to be in a band, you know, like it, right. there was nothing, you know, I didn't even play an instrument yet. And I was like, I want to be in a band. So I started playing guitar, but I knew they were the only ones that played the, any, they were like playing like green day covers and stuff at the time, but I was like close enough. So like I got, <laughs> I, I asked Tyler if I could join the band and he was like, well, Josh says he doesn't want a girl in the band. And I'm like, oh, like it was just devastating. And but he's like, eventually, <laughs> eventually he convinced Josh. And Josh was like, well, I guess you can come over and jam. And I think we jammed to like old, old time rock and roll. That <laughs> was the song, old time rock and roll. We played Bob it. Seger? Yeah. It was, yeah. Just like clean, just, you know, guitar with our tiny little box amp. And like that was it. And then Josh knew from that point on. <laughs> That's fucking cool as shit. Yeah. Bob Seger was the grand unifier. You never yeah, know. it was. We did that and like Roots Radical and uh, like American Idiot or something like Green Day or something. It was like a couple of like covers like that. And then that was it. So, I mean, growing up in a small uh, religious school, where the fuck do you find metal? Especially because, you know, when I was a kid, Rock and metal was like where the, the cool kids listened to rock and metal. Like that was what you wanted to do. CP, look for people that were scratching Metallica into their book and like, oh, I want to talk to that person. That's not the case now. Let's be yeah. honest. Metal has found it, it's, it has a hardcore audience, but it is a subset of the mainstream by far. Mm. How did you both happen to find that genre? Well, it's interesting because for me, there was a girl that went to the school that I like kind of looked up to cause she was older and she was like very eccentric. Like she was always wearing black and at our school that stood out, you know, like if she had like the black, like super thick eyeliner on and just, but she was really cool, super nice. And she was like super into Nirvana. Like she was obsessed with Kurt Cobain and like Pearl Jam and AFI and bands like that. So she was always talking about Nirvana and I, you know, this is actually what kind of got me into that music was I was like, man, let me go check out this Nirvana band she's always talking about, you know. So I went and like, I got their acoustic, like the MTV Unplugged album, wow. and I got their, uh, it might have been Nevermind. And I was like, man, this band's pretty cool, you know. And I've, I've always been like a super weird kid anyways. Like, well, I never did. Sorry to interrupt, Diamond, but what was your genre at the moment before hearing Nirvana? You know, what were you listening to? Just regular, like, pop and hip-hop. Just stuff that you would, like, mainstream Assume, yeah and but i guess finding that like i said i've never done anything according to my demographic that i should probably do ever so like i found that music and i was like oh yeah this is it right here you know so for him yeah for, yeah. Me, for me it was um like my my dad was like is really into like pearl jam and u2 and bands like that but i remember being like eight or nine years old and 
him playing Metallica, like playing the Black Album. Mm-hmm. And I heard that and I was just like, what is this band? Um, and I just became obsessed with that. Mm-hmm. And then I started kind of branching out to finding like old Metallica and um, different bands. And actually Diamond's the one who got me into more of like the heavier stuff because I was always more into like the Green Days and that's know, wild it's so it's such a cool that. story i mean just to see like it gives me as an old man hope for rock and roll that people that young younger people could still be influenced because most of the bands you see today that come out they're older let's be honest yeah. they're at least in their 30s if not yeah. older and usually there's like one old dude in the band that was the reason that they all got into it because he was the father or whatever the fuck but um <laughs> the father <laughs> <laughs> it's not cool to see and also while it's I, mean, I read this and tell me if i'm right or wrong because it's while it's a great thing it's also kind of a sad thing that you're the first black woman to be on the cover of a uh, major industry magazine about guitar is that right to be featured like i was like so i was featured in like guitar world premier guitar guitar player and another one at the same time and someone was like you know you're the the first african-american female like lead guitarist in this genre to ever be even featured I mean, in it's major crazy. publication it's it's freaking nuts like we we didn't even when someone told me that I, I asked josh i was like that can't be right like there has to and we it, we our team did the research everything and it was absolutely correct and like i said i'm not upset about being the first at all right. like it's both a good but, thing and sad thing at the same time but like, it's, it's very interesting i yeah, it's pretty wild it's pretty yeah. also by the way josh I saw you sing uh, Stupefy on the yeah. Facebook page, and fuck, that was good, man. That was amazing to hear. It was really cool. How long is that something that you just winged it, or was this that you guys do covers once in a while? It was just completely, I think I was just singing around on my computer, just like practicing, and uh, I was singing some Disturbed, and Diamond was sitting at the table in the living room. It was like, hey, you should like throw that down and film like 30 seconds of it. It's like, all right, cool. So we just did that, knocked it out, and like, what? 20 minutes, 30 minutes, something like that, and threw it up. And uh, it was just something very impulse. And Was the track a karaoke track, or did you guys record the... the was uh, it, it was a karaoke? karaoke track, for sure. Um, That's cool. Yeah, I, and I was like, let me not get, like, a real instrument on. I want to get it taken down for some reason. So I just found, like, a karaoke version somewhere. And But which is perfectly fitting, because Josh, lo- before pandemic, Josh karaoke every night for, like, three years straight. He loves karaoke, like, goes to karaoke bars in, in L.A., just wow. it's like his third passion Did <laughs> like, you, uh, james your question james well, yeah just like what's your go-to outside your genre is there something that you would lose are you uh, willing to admit something that you might lose metal cred on that you sing in karaoke dolly uh, Parton. hello some neil diamond uh no I, I, neil diamond's great uh i don't know i've, I've done some like in sync before uh, Ooh, tearing that. up my heart to go to it looked like Diamond was mortified when you said that. She made a face. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm break up the band right there. That's when I it's come more in. like I'm not shocked at all. I'm not shocked at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I had a friend that was a, a, a great singer. Like, he was in a, a, an 80s rock band. And he would do karaoke once in a while. And regular, is it karaoke earnings? Whatever you'd call it, people that are doing karaoke normally would get yeah. karaoke, yeah. right? They'd get angry. Because it's very obvious when a real singer joins a karaoke night. So have you ever gotten flack for being a real singer doing karaoke? No, because this is L.A. And there's so many uh, people oh. out here that are like just putting on full performances. Oh, yeah. Like, I think like 
I've also seen like Jordan Sparks come in there and sing. Oh, and like, so you, you get really good singers. And then you have people that are just drinking and having fun and they just don't care how horrible it is. So it's nobody's ever been like standoffish at all. Because I heard a story. This guy could really sing and he did it. And he, he ended up like, like everyone was like cheering him and everyone else got pissed like i can't fucking follow you dude you, you and it was like, well that's when you try to follow just as bad as possible yeah. like you don't try to compete you just like dude let's go up here and just yeah, fuck up exactly. you go to the host and you be like hey uh, i'm waiting on my drink order can you uh put me down the list a little bit a hundred years ago when i was your age i hosted like a, a rock and roll uh karaoke night with a live band it was a band from a band in the 80s called trickster and okay. they would be with all of Trickster minus the singer. And you got to front the band and sing anything you wanted. And every night, it was once a week, every week, the same thing would happen. Nobody would want to be the first on stage. So I would go up and sing. I cannot sing. And it'd be terrible. And I would end it with, if you can't follow that, there's something wrong with you. And then that would always <laughs> open up the floodgates for everyone to sing. That's awesome. That's yeah, just, <laughs> I have no fear. All right, before we go any further, one of our newer sponsors, but boy, does it make me happy because it cleans the inner crevices of my asshole? And because I'm 6'5", that's a pretty big asshole. I got to be honest with you. So thank God for our sponsor, Omigo. O-M-I-G-O. What is it? Very simple. It's a bidet, but not like those old school bidets where you needed like a separate unit. It just snaps on underneath your current toilet. You don't even need a plumber. If I can install it, fucking anybody can install it. I don't know how to do anything. I'm a Jew boy. Don't have any technical handy skills. That's not what I do. But once you use a bidet, I swear to you, you will never go back to regular wiping. You leave little toilet paper crumbs behind. It's disgusting. Jay wrote a bit about it a long time ago, about leaving those little toilet paper crumbs behind. Nowadays, use that bidet, high-pressure uh, water, right into the anus. Pow! Feels amazing. You'll stay in there for 10, 20 minutes longer than you normally do. Uh, really good to clean your butt. And it works good on any budget. If you go to myomigo.com, M-Y-O-M-I-G-O.com, use the code, I'm oh, sorry, slash S-T-R, myomigo.com slash S-T-R, you get 15% off. That's myomigo.com slash S-T-R, 15% off, and then a truly clean anus. That alone is worth the 15%. All right, let's get back into it. So now the new album is going to be coming out, I guess, is unstable. I imagine... This year, threw everything in the shitter. Like, this wasn't the plan, obviously. The album was going to come out, I think, in fall. Is that still the plan? Like, everything went up in smoke, I imagine. Correct? Well, you know, for us, it was like, it was weird because we shot the video for I'm Not Right, finished the record. So we finished the record in February, shot the video in March, and, like, it was done being shot every. Everything was finished like a week before quarantine started. So oh. it was kind of like, and the album was supposed to come out in the summer. So it was kind of one of those things where we were like, oh boy, like, what do we do? We didn't even know like when we were going to release a single or anything, but we sat with it and we were like, you know, everyone's at home. Like, let's give them this single, this first single, see what happens. It should be fine. And it just did amazing for us. It's like carried six months, which is really insane at this it's point. Um, but for the album, we decided like, we don't want to, rush any component of the album like the album's finished musically um but we a lot of people are expecting a lot of great things from us and we're expecting a lot of great things from ourselves so we want to make sure everything we put out is up to our standards so we're going to put the album out at the first quarter of 2021 okay. um but we'll we have like three other singles coming before then so, so you're going to pepper the singles 
a la yeah. Post Malone these days and just put out a single every once in a while to keep the interest. And then the album will come out in 2021. Yeah, but we have like a lot in store for the singles, like just like merch, pre-sales, competitions, like all just it's you're, you're going to get tired of hearing our name. Yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe by <laughs> the end of all this promotion, I'll finally be able to pronounce it correctly. Uh, you did it. You you did it perfectly fine. Like we we actually got to a venue one time, our hometown venue, the Masquerade in Atlanta, when we used to play there all the time. And someone wrote T-E-C-H dash A-R-T, like tech art. What is That's We were cool. like, what? So <laughs> it wasn't even you. There was like some sort of technology art festival that was there and you're getting pissed <laughs> off for no reason. I'm pretty sure we've seen some atrocious spelling. So James, we just lost you. Your your mic just went on mute. Oh, there you're back. Okay, I'm back, buddy. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, now the thing I wanted to ask you, Josh, directly. Um, I was watching a video of yours where you were answering questions, and one of the questions was, "Are you in a relationship?" And you said, "I'm in a very serious relationship with myself right now." So the question is, has all that masturbating fucked up your guitar playing? <laughs> <laughs> it's made the. Uh... I think it's made the riffing like like faster, you know. Oh, okay, makes that sense. Picking hand is just dead on right now. So, All right. and what's the story behind you? I watched that video. You fucking up your teeth. What actually happened? Oh, oh that's a story. Yeah. So, um, we, me and Diamond, were playing softball out here in LA, and I was playing shortstop, trying to throw somebody out from like at third base or whatever. And I go and throw it, and I just feel this boom. And long story short, my arm snapped, like, right under the elbow. Yeah, exactly. So it just twisted and broke. Um, so I went to the hospital here. Um, it got, like, got my arm set and everything. Went and did a couple x-rays. And I was going to do one more x-ray, and they were going to send me home and schedule surgery and all that. So I go in there. I stand up. And I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm lightheaded. I'm really dizzy. I want to lay down. I want to lay down. And then the last thing I remember is looking over and seeing the x-ray bed. And I just woke up on the floor, just teeth oh. missing. Blood, oh. like, yeah. So I went straight from standing to just. Bah. And hit your face like on something. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I broke my jaw, like fractured it like here and here. And then these three teeth, like diamond was in the waiting room or in the other room, had no idea what was happening. Yeah. They just, they wheeled him back in and, and the nurse, <laughs> you know, obviously they're trying to play it off. Cause at this point it's their fault. Like he fell For on sure. the face. So she rolls him in and she's like, so we had a little accident. Oh, he fell and hurt himself a little. And I look at him and he's just, blood just gushing <laughs> out of his face and he's missing a tooth or two and she and i'm like a little accident like what yeah i think what? i said to diamond i was like well i did, did have nice she teeth. did he did he <laughs> goes well i did have nice teeth like he's like already his arms broken in half like he, oh. it was just a mess so yeah he ended up having to get surgery on his arm and get that was the teeth was more the teeth ended up being the biggest yeah, debacle like, i had the arm surgery maybe four or five days later um they put like a metal rod in, or plate in and everything's great. But uh, the teeth was like a two year process to go from like having it fall to like trying to do root canals and all that stuff oh. to make it, you know, and then I finally was like, can I just, I just want the implants on those three, like make them pretty. Ooh. And they did a great job. So are they at a point now where they feel like your teeth again? Cause that happens. Like eventually they just become like normal. Yeah, for sure. Like uh, they, they feel normal now. Like, uh, I think I got my permanent ones last July. So I've had them for like a year. Every now and then I can kind of feel I'll be aware of like that it's not my teeth, just how it comes out mm -hmm. or whatever. But like 90% of the time I'm 
like just so used to it now. James, did you ever break anything? Uh, dude, for years never, and now it just seems like every week something goes. I got two. <laughs> um, hours before my forty-first birthday, I slipped getting on a subway, dislocated a shoulder. Um, the doors were closing on my legs. I pulled myself in. It's a great way to start that. I wow. On this wrong, dislocated it. I got fake teeth all here. Um, yeah, don't get old. That's all I'm saying. Also, can I say that that story started very not metal and ended very metal? It started, oh, yeah. yeah. I was softball, playing shortstop yeah. in softball in LA. Yeah. And it yeah. ended with a bloody mouth and missing teeth. Way to win it back, insane. And, and it, what it was back. crazy is, like, literally, he was laying on the ground after breaking his arm. And I didn't see it. I was looking away. But when everyone ran onto the field, I walked over there and someone like tried to pick up his arm, like to kind of just see oh. what's going on. Oh. And literally like one <laughs> one piece picked up and the rest was like on the ground because oh it, it, it was his humorous that he broke, which yeah, exactly. which they thought was crazy in itself because they were like, people don't usually break that unless it's like cancer or something. But it wasn't, um, thankfully. But it was just just from throwing a ball from shortstop to third. Like also, I would imagine playing guitar, it's got to be a, a big process to get back to feeling comfortable playing guitar. Yeah, that was one of my biggest fears. Um, and I remember when I was laying on the ground, we were supposed to play a show, like our first <laughs> one in LA, like two days later. And I looked at Diamond Broken Arm and was like, I can still sing, like <laughs> I'm laying on the dirt. And uh, sure enough, I could not sing because I then later broke my jaw and teeth. But um, yeah, it was, uh, that, was a, that was a mess for sure. But yeah. the guitar, like, they, I asked my surgeon, I'm like, hey, like how long before I can play guitar? Um, he said probably three, four months. I, I picked up the guitar the morning after surgery and just like, I think I have a video on my phone, just disheveled hair everywhere, <laughs> like still bloody on my jaw and everything. But um, I just like played a couple chords, just tried to plug. I'm like, I'm not going to wait three months to play guitar. So full range of motions back and huh? uh, never went in a cast or anything. So, and so now I just play, he plays golf every day now. Do you know yeah, why you now. fainted? Like, what was the reason for the fainting? Uh, just low blood pressure, just from, you know, I had A, I hadn't eaten anything all day. They'd given me morphine. Okay, well, uh, there's the whole story now. Blood yeah. pressure was low, like everything. <laughs> and so. don't, don't worry, they got sued because that was totally their fault. So, oh, yeah. you know, it was one of those things. Where it was just, it was a, it was a nightmare, but for him, you know. Like just you rough. had a really good laugh about it for him. It sucked. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't funny at the time, but <laughs> it's funny to look back at it now because of how that all had like literally he went in there with a broken arm and came out with <laughs> the arm being the least of his worries. Yeah. Like that's Jesus that was the thing. Yeah, that is so crazy. crazy. God damn it. So now I saw online that you also have toured with a lot of different bands. You've done a, a lot of festivals and stuff like that. Is there anything that sticks out? Like because you are a relatively new band favorite moments of this point like a band you toured with that you really was like wow i can't believe we're on the same stage as blah 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 or anything like that that has happened already man you know for us it would kind of be festivals we've played some cool festivals and i know like we played exit 111 in october and that had a lot of just like my favorite bands on it from like deftones and uh gojira and you know guns and roses Roses, you know so it was crazy to kind of be there you know you don't end up on those festivals by chance you know so it's kind of crazy to be there and be like man this is insane but it's really funny because like i'm a super like forward thinking person to where like i have a hard time sometimes stopping to like celebrate those things and like i was in the car with my mom and i think like danny wimmer had announced some festivals with metallica on them 
And I was like, oh, I want to play this festival of Metallica on it, you know? And she's like, Timon, you're playing with Guns N' Roses tomorrow. And I'm like, good point. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, so, but it's still cool that that is a problem, you know? So right. but it's also for- a problem that might be solved sometime soon, you know, yeah. crazier. The, exactly. the, the trajectory of you guys. I mean, the, I think the, the single has over a million plays already, right? Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. That uh, song, I Hate Myself, definitely took your career to the next level in, in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, we didn't, we didn't, we always hoped for it, but we didn't expect it, you know. It's pretty wild. So now, um, you said the album's going to come out in the beginning of 2021. Mm-hmm. Do you, because I don't know if you're going to plan this far in advance, do you already have theoretical dates lined up for that year yeah oh you mean like touring dates yeah oh no uh right we've gotten some offers and started putting together like gotten offers for touring and for festivals and stuff like that so now it's just about you know everyone's kind of keeping an eye on what can and can't happen some things are not announced so it's like Because also you don't want to announce things and then find out you have to move them again. Exactly. So it's kind of just treading lightly right now, but we're really hoping that we can start getting on the road sometime at the end of the first quarter of next year, latest, hopefully summer. Let's hope, right? Who the fuck knows these days? Did this, uh, I don't know how many months you guys have been on lockdown. Are you, you're in LA? Yeah. So been a while for you guys too. You guys are one of the first to get locked down. Yeah. Did it make you guys go in the more, let's create more route? Or in the let's just do nothing route or be miserable? Like, where was your head? It's it's a mixture. So we're, we used a lot of creative energy for this album, and we're super excited about that. Um, so we have taken a, during this time to, like, we've done a lot of hanging out, a lot of Netflix, a lot of, you know. A lot of that self-loving and, we were talking about earlier. Yeah, all of that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of that good stuff. And yeah. Um, but at the same time, like every day, because we do have this song out and we have this album to prepare for, we're working on that or game planning. What's the next right. move for Tetrarch? So we're still working every single day, but it has definitely been a, it's been a nice little kind of. It's yeah. Because really, you have this album that you're so proud of that's just sitting on a hard drive. Yeah. It's, on my so, phone. it's just a kind of a weird, uh, it's a weird state to be in. Like if you had just put out Freak and had time to, or the, or the album just came out with something, it seems weird to be preparing a, th- a, th- a third album or technically second full length, whatever, um, before this comes out. It just seems premature. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're planning on making this album cycle like two years long. So like a year and a half of touring was the plan, still is the plan. So next album won't be for a bit. But, you know, we're always creating. We're musicians. That's what we do. So you always got to, you know, be actively doing that but like he said it's been a lot of just working on this record working the single and then like he said he plays golf almost every day and i like to fish so stuff like that (laughs) golf is i would say the fishing is more metal than the golfing james thoughts what about alice cooper he's he's really changed brain and vince neal also plays golf yeah and uh that's terrific Um, yeah, no, you're seeing them. We're coming. Dan yeah, Donovan. Also, by the way, the guys you're mentioning are all in their 60s and 70s. I just that's think fair. That's fair. That's fair. Very, it's something yeah. you should do as an as an elder statesman of rock and roll. Statesman. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> if we're going to be real, neither are, are that metal in a sense because, like, fishing, you got to be quiet as fuck. And same thing with golf. But I, but 
I think there's a rugged outdoorsmanship to metal that I respect. So right. to me, fishing, and I, I golf too, brother. So it's all good, man. And I love all the mittens. I love the in sync softball golf. <laughs> I can't, I can't, you probably are vegan, whatever. Let's just make metal, whatever the fuck nah, we want. We, we, we draw the line of veganism. Yeah, I, I, we, James, <laughs> James left out the masturbating. In sync, masturbating. Yeah, because no metal guy's ever jerked off before. Geezer Butler was never known for jerking off. <laughs> I feel that fishing is more metal because if you actually grill and you eat it, something like yes, grabbing something out of the water, killing it and eating it seems more manly to me, or more metal is a better more, word. More metal than an eagle on a, a par five? Come on, Ralph. Hey, come on. Shit together. I, I don't know three of those words. Oh, wow. Fair enough. I've never, <laughs> golf I've never held a golf club. How about that? Wow. When I get back to New York, we're going to go golfing, Ralph. Let's do it. James, did you use this time to write comedy at all? Did you do that or no? I got all kinds of new material because uh, I didn't want to be the guy to come back and do the same shit I was doing before and act like the world hasn't changed. Like, hey, guys, the World Series is coming up. Whoa, motherfucker. Like, what are you doing? Like, You know when you get on a crowded bus? No, we don't know that anymore. Come up with a new joke. No. Like a month in, I did a Zoom comedy show, which are just the worst. I mean, yeah, because you just feel like you're performing in like Superman 2, like you're in that little glass thing. And um, I, I was emceeing and a dude did his same word for word act. I go, really, oh, dog? No. It was brutal. It was brutal. <laughs> it was brutal. And I couldn't punch him because he was in New York and I was in Vegas. <laughs> so hey. Next time I see him, though, it's on, B. It's on. So now, being that the first single already has a million views or listens, rather, and a ton of views as well. And it, uh, it's been out for a few months. And you said you're dropping a couple of singles. Is there a date set for the next one? There is. But you can't say it. Is that what it is? Some sort of like we're That's bound correct. by uh, some sort of nonsense. Napalm Records has a tight NDA or something like that. <laughs> no, nah, but, you know, we can't we can't tell everything, you know, well, can't can't give away all our secrets all the time. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's fair enough. Fair I mean, enough. no, it's coming soon, though. It's the wait is not much longer. I mean, if there's going to be three singles and the album's coming out next year, you got about two months. <laughs> Slow roll it, baby. Slow roll. <laughs> Not that much time. You just do the Metallica and release all of them. Yeah, before the album comes out. Two yeah, is that before. is that ride the lining over your left shoulder? Is that what I'm seeing the half? Yeah, okay, and fishing poles up there. Yeah, you can't what? see my my mounted fishing poles. What what's over Josh? I can't <laughs> see what that is. Fishing poles. Oh, no, no, the the artwork on your over your right. Oh, shoulder. that's in flames. Oh, okay, that's yeah. Cool. We get it. You guys are metal. Jeez. That's a tetrarch. Yeah, that's oh, tetrarch. That, that's too. tetrarch. Oh, that's what yeah. I, I can't. Yeah. I, I, we get it. I can't read, and you know. Fine. That's good. <laughs> now, I mean, this is a, a crazy question. I mean, not crazy, but it's again, if we go back to what we said before, it's both sad and interesting at the same time. Whereas there are no really that I know of metal girls, even girls in general, very mm -hmm. few that are playing metal. Was there anyone that you grew up? had said that's like an idol or someone I want to be like none that didn't have a penis uh, uh, I am so I am was one of your idols <laughs> you know here's the thing it's funny because in the beginning people used to ask me like did you have any female um you know like influences or whatever when you were learning guitar and I used to try to come up with stuff and like I would feel so bad because like I didn't. And Josh like, would be uh, like the, the girl from David Letterman's bland band. Right. Like, and Josh would be like, just say you don't have any. So I was like, you know what? You're right. So literally my influences were like Dimebag and Slash and Kirk, Dave Mustaine, like, mm -hmm. you know, Mark Moore from Lamb of God. Like they were just all guys, you know, like and I like I never I just like I said, I never looked at myself as any different 
when I started playing. I was never like, oh, I'm a girl. I'm not going to be able to do this. Or I just wanted to play guitar and I played guitar, you know, and like right. these were my influences and that that was it. So, you know, maybe that's why, like, I genuinely I don't like <laughs> I'm going to eat my my words on this, but I don't like when girls play guitar like girls like so. <laughs> So like I'm very much like I love getting on stage and playing like my instrument really hard and like right. I think that probably just comes from my influences always being guys in the genre you know what I'm saying? by the way in watching looking up your um the video like the comment sections on on uh, your videos a lot of women that wrote I'm a young black girl and this girl inspired me so mm -hmm. you whether you realize it or not it's pretty wild to become because as we said you're the first one to be on the cover of a magazine you're gonna inspire a generation of people probably because you're so you're one of the only ones I could think of. Yeah, you know, it's crazy. I'm starting to see there's a lot of not necessarily black, but there's a lot of female guitar players that are starting to pop up now that I see all over the place, which is crazy because when I started, like you you didn't really see as many. And right. there's not a ton in metal. I I can probably name like four or five that I know of off the top of my head that are like, you know, sick guitar players, like super good. Um, but there's yeah, it's definitely still male dominated it is very male dominated very white yeah. male dominated it's pretty sure. wild so it's 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 a it's a great thing to see especially that your guys are are such a heavy rock band it like it's like doubly cool it'd be one thing if you were a pop rock band it doesn't have <laughs> that same like oh shit that's fucking badass to see that you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah i think if we played another genre it probably wouldn't be as interesting like you said like if we played pop rock or pop or alternative or something it would be like oh okay like you know right. But metal is definitely something you don't see it in. Yeah, it's really wild. I'm trying. I'm thinking in my head. You said you could think of a few in your head. I, I mean, the bands that I'm thinking about, they're not like butcher babies. They're not guitar. They're not musicians. They just sing. No, I'm they're to, they're good friends of ours too. Yeah, no, they, they just they, sing. Yeah, they sing. But they're a good band. But they just sing. I'm trying to think of a a female guitar. Forget about color. Just female yeah. metal guitarist. I don't know one. Nothing. I mean, Orianthi. Orianthi. She's in Alice Cooper's she, band. Right? Yeah, uh, no, that's Nita Strauss. No, but Ariadne played with her also, but she also dated Richie Sambora or something like that. That's oh, her. okay. But what about she, Nita back in the day? Nita Ford back in the day, I guess. You know? Yeah, there's her and Reba and Code Orange. She's yeah. uh, she's probably the, I would say, the closest to what I do. Me, me and her right. like are probably the closest, but I'm also like extremely, extremely, extremely competitive. Like I'm like this really competitive person. I will compete with like a seventh grade guitar player. That's a girl. Like I see one pop up online and I'm like, Josh, <laughs> I deal with this every day. There's another one, you know, so like I'm, super, <laughs> I'm super stoked about it. Like I'm really excited about it. It's super cool, yeah. but I'm super, I'm also very, very, very competitive. And Did I you can't see that, uh, adorable girl that uh, challenged Dave Grohl. That's a great drummer. Yeah. Yeah. And how fucking cool is she? She's that's great. super cool though, because she plays like every instrument and yeah. like she yeah, it's it's really cool. I know Tom Morello gave her a guitar and stuff. That's really cool. Uh, yeah, she's fucking cool as shit. She did a they did a video together, which I, I saw the first the first video where she challenged Grohl and now mm -hmm. they did one together, which is just great to see. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. And they I know they were doing like songwriting battles too. Like they they even played it on Octane. There was one that was like a, they wrote songs for each other and like it was like a battle. So cool. I'm going to say this prediction for you guys, and we got to do the uh, the first. Um, there's bands that we've been on that have been on the show a few times. We've done the show like five years now, something like that. And every once in a while, I'll say to a band, I have a feeling you're going to be asked to do Shiprock. And I've never been wrong, ever. I think I said it four times on the show, and all four of them ended up playing Shiprock. <laughs> I would be shocked 
if you guys aren't, I'm not saying do it, but you're going to be asked. I have nothing to do with booking the band, but I'm saying you're going to be asked <laughs> to do Shipron. I really believe that's going to happen. It happened um, with uh, Blacktop Mojo. It happened, no, no, and um, Black, what, uh, Blackstone Cherry, Blacktop Mojo, and one other. I forgot the name of a couple others. I was right every single time. Well, we would be more than happy to play Shiprock. It would be a good time. So yeah, we're, we're always guys. we're always stoked to play live. Yeah, all right, Shannon, let's hit the first. The first time ever I saw concert did drugs had sex. The name of the show is Sex, Drugs, Rock and Roll, as you know. And we ask our guests every week about their first experience with all three. We start with rock and roll, and by that we mean the first concert you went to on your own volition, not a local band that we never heard of, a band that we're going to know your first real concert. Okay. Diamond, we'll start with you. So my first, you know, I always start at my first metal concert because, like, my dad's in the music business, so I went to some concerts. a record promoter. That. I mean, a concert promoter, right? Yeah, exactly. So, like, my first, first concert that I can remember was Janet Jackson. But my first metal I concert was summer sanitarium 2003 it was metallica link park deftones mudvane that's and, a good lineup um my missus limb biscuit it's a yeah. good lineup otherwise known as shannon's worst nightmare which she hates that show. Oh, <laughs> oh <my> shannon <laughs> it was an awesome show it was a great time someone that one was true that wasn't a lie <laughs> <laughs> someone described your music I was like yeah that's kind of right they called you like sounding like lincorn park like yeah. a mixture of Lincoln Park and Corn. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like a little heavier, but it's still pretty much that's it. So yeah. now, Josh, your first concert. So uh, get closer to the mic, please. Yeah. So my first concert ever was Backstreet Boys, the Millennium Tour. I'll just say that because that's explains your career. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Explains that. Um, but my first metal show was was Summer Sanitarium 2000. It was Metallica, uh, Kid Rock, Corn, and System of a Down. But um, what years was Diamonds? Diamond, you were what year did yours do? 2003. Wow. So you both went to the same sort of tour, but just two, two few years apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty wild. That's pretty yeah. cool. I like yeah. that a lot. And at both of you at that time, were you already into music? Like you were playing or you weren't even playing yet? I was playing guitar then and was like obsessed with Metallica. Um, and you were playing. By the I, time. I had just started playing guitar. I've been playing for about a year. Yeah, so you were both like four years old at the point or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, maybe two and a half. <laughs> and now the first drug you ever did, ideally not pot, unless pot's the worst drug you ever did. If it's not the drug you did after pot, you know what I'm saying? The worst drug I've ever done is pot. Like, I'm so I'm so lame. So, like, it well, was pretty... 11 years old. What do you expect? <laughs> exactly. So, for me, it was just like, it was actually, we played a show in atlanta with a band called chimera and we were like we were opening and it was a jaeger sponsored show so what they had was like a jaeger tap outside and you could um like you know just get how much as much as you want and i had i was not a drinker or anything so took like three shots or so in a very like five minutes and i was like man i don't feel anything and everyone's like diamond you're gonna feel something i'm like no i don't feel anything so I probably took two or three more in that in that two minute span. So the, way the story's going, continue. Yeah, oh yeah. So then we get on the bus, you know, with Chimera, and we're sitting around, and they're they were big smokers at the time, so they're smoking back there, and I'm pretty much headed towards Hammered, um, okay. and the singer, you know, I was talking to him, and he's I was like, 
TJ asked me to smoke weed and they're like, are you drunk? I'm like, yeah, they're like, you don't want this. I'm like, no, I, I do. And they're like, no, you don't. I, we promise you don't like you don't, you don't. But I just convinced them. I was like, no, I'm fine. Like, I really want to try it. And I smoked. And needless to say, as soon as I got off that bus, I started puking and I threw up for probably three hours just oh. in the car, like holding a cup there. I'm just like, was it dark green? Was it all dark green vomit? I, I can't even remember. I was blacking out the entire time. <laughs> so sad. Yeah, it was just so it was. So that was like probably the worst experience i've had which is pretty good she was feeling good in the time i was there and yeah. she was having a great night that's for sure <laughs> at least he didn't vomit yeah, on their bus that would have been a rough one to pull back oh yeah. man i'm glad i did that, that would have been embarrassing and did you ever try pot again after that yeah yeah okay i just thought it might have sure. turned you off but i just don't i don't mix them right that's probably yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> and josh you uh mine would have to be i did shrooms one time and okay. that was a that was a, actually a really fun experience um just i definitely got all those visuals and all that kind of thing going on and the funny thing to me though was i thought i'd be creative so i picked up my guitar to go play but instead i looked at my guitar and it freaked me out that like the fretboard was so wet or so big and that my like, yeah it was wet my, uh, <laughs> because my fingers were sweating so much and i could like see the sweat on my hands and also on the guitar so it just freaked me out i couldn't like play or do anything like that oh but, my uh, god yeah so that weird. was actually it was pretty fun once i put the guitar down we mentioned this when, when Neil was on Neil deGrasse Tyson a couple of weeks ago that everybody thinks they're going to be more creative when they're doing drugs, but very rarely does it actually transfer to something more creative. Yeah. And so uh, yeah. There's some bands and artists that literally were just high their entire existence and like their music just is awesome. But like, I, you know, it's a coincidence. It happens. It surely <laughs> happens. <laughs> yeah. But I would say more times than not. It's the vomiting outside of a Chimera bus <laughs> as opposed to the writing Black yeah. Sabbath's first record. It's right. one extreme or the other. It, the album might be about that vomiting outside of the Chimera bus, but yeah, during, yeah. Uh, probably not. <laughs> so I have to say, I'm really, as we wrap this up, you know, let's do any other plugs you guys want to hit. Hold on. I, you did all three sex oh, drugs no, no, in no, that Shit, okay. shit. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I got so caught up in the, uh, in the vomit story. We'll go back to Diamond with your first sexual experience. I'm gonna let Josh have that because I consider myself a woman, and I'm very, you know, I, dainty. You know, I, I'm dainty, and I just, I just, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let all the wandering men, minds of men just guess Float out there. Kind of yeah, like let them, <laughs> let them keep that fa- your age. Let them keep that fantasy alive. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and now, 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 if Josh answers, he looks like a misogynistic asshole. Go ahead, Josh. No, this is not good. Josh is bad because I was there, not in the room, but oh, I was. Fuck, there. That was almost so cool. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I was, this there. Is, I was uh, cheering him on. I was playing guitar. I was spinning it, and uh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, oopsies. Uh, no, so this is not good. But um, <laughs> I was at a. We were at like a Halloween party. And uh, I was a virgin, obviously. And uh, there's a chick there that was just like, you know, I've always wanted to fuck a virgin or whatever. And, you know, me drunk was just like, I'm a virgin. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on a second. So she said it out loud amongst a group of people. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, I'll, I'll take that. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't say it was out loud because her boyfriend was there. Husband. Okay. Husband was there. Oh, so, my God. So, yeah. So let's just. The plot thickens, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like, 
maybe 30 minutes later, she's like, hey, go upstairs. It was like a friend of ours house or whatever. So yeah, that uh, happened. And uh, yeah, I think the husband was downstairs playing like Guitar he, Hero. He was super nerdy. Like her husband, <laughs> her husband was super nerdy. And it was really funny because she came downstairs and came up to me and whispered to me. She's like, he is not a virgin. And I'm like, what? And she's like, he took way too long. He is not a virgin. And I'm like, I think he's just drunk, <laughs> like, you know. Like he was- also, by the way, uh, Josh pays diamond money to say that part at the end. Of the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't see the hundred I'm sliding. <laughs> so no, she was. Yeah, that was uh- pretty cool. So you both got de-virginized and committed adultery in the same time. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's not not proud, but you know. What was the, what was the age difference between you guys? That girl might have. Yeah, it was probably about ten years at the time. Wow. Right? Yeah, because she was probably, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And did you ever see that woman again? Never. No. That's a fucking good story, though. I really like that story. <laughs> That's a fucking great story. No, you know what, though? Um, I was trying to text somebody when quarantine started. And I'm texting, and I'm like, what are, why do they not know what I'm talking about? I forgot to tell you this. And I get the, and. It was I her? Look, and I'm, yeah, it was her. Because she got, she had like a dude name. But uh, oh, God. like I was trying to she's text still in your phone. She's still in your phone and you accidentally texted her during quarantine. Yes. No, no. But for real, though, like no joke, like I'm texting, trying to ask questions and the responses I'm getting are like, why does this person act like they have no idea who I am? And then I realized I was like, wait, are you? I was like the person. She was like, know? yes, that was me. I was, wow. first. I was like, oh, God, that's cr- and what the sad part is, this girl was just a hoe because like she our bass player was there at the time who was a virgin at the time as well. And she was going to fuck him, too. Oh, my and God. and like but literally like her husband was down there and he you know, he was so sweet, though, like he just thought she was amazing. He would come out and check on her. But he and, knew like, that, did, 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 did he know she was doing this? No, no. Oh, okay. God, I no. maybe he was like oh. so cool with it. In my defense, I heard it was an open relationship. Yeah, but she said it. So there's yeah, she said it right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> now, more if he fucked you and you wanted to fuck your bass player, can I have her number? You have <laughs> it. So. You don't want. You don't want it, Josh. Yeah. I mean, James, your question. Well, no, I just love this because it's like two of my favorite movies combined. It was like The Graduate and Almost Famous. Leslie Flower and the Kid. Like this is great. <laughs> I thought, by the way, the end of the quarantine texting was going to say so. Then I had a threesome with her and her husband. <laughs> no, no, that was just like I. I was like, oh yeah, how's everything going? And then I just had to get out of that text as quick as possible. Oh, but she obviously knew you didn't mean to send her a text. I guess you were asking her completely inconsequential questions after yeah i was like wait who is this? yeah it was like, that's pretty crazy that is a good story funny. thank yeah. you for i think maybe one of my favorite first sex stories if not ever in the years of doing the show all right so let's get any plugs you guys want to get in let's get those plugs on the air right now please go ahead uh just to keep looking out for us on uh on the socials you know uh instagram tetrarch music twitter tetrarch Twitter, Tetrarch, Instagram, Tetrarch Music. Basically, anywhere you type in Tetrarch, you'll find us. We stay up to date. We got a new record coming at the beginning of next year right. and some new singles coming out. We got a super heavy one, super catchy one. We got some good stuff coming. And then hopefully some dates will be announced uh, sooner than later. So I actually just saw an offer pop up on my screen. So wow, that is cool shit. And hopefully, Ship rocked. We'll see yeah. how good your uh yeah, good. I bet you it happens. I'd like to know. <laughs> I bet you it happens. James, your plugs. Oh man, check me out. Uh the James Mattern on all the Instagrams and Twits and all that nonsense. Um, you gotta check out my podcast, The Commissioner of Comedy. It's about the journey, the lifestyle, the etiquette. Uh, and even if you don't 
If you don't, uh, you're not a comic, I'm guaranteeing you, you will listen to this pod and you'll want to run through a wall. People have hit me up left and right. They're like, I hate my job, but I listen to your pod. I'm ready to fuck everyone up and live my best life. That's what I'm here for, baby. <laughs> Did you just say that if I listen to your podcast, I'm going to run through a wall? Yeah, you're going to become the Kool-Aid man, baby. You're going to just feel all this energy. I pump people up, dog, with this podcast. It sounds a little I feel different. it now, yeah. That's right, man. <laughs> Shannon, any any uh, ma- uh, mutilation you're going to want to do to yourself when you listen to your podcast? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, but still listen to it. It's called The Thing Is Ding. We talk about bad dates, fighting, and ghosts. And follow me on Instagram at ShannonLee6982. All right, follow me everywhere at I am Ralph Sutton. And I have to say that... Uh, I, when I ever, ever hear a new rock band that I enjoy, it always makes me happy. So I can't say enough good things about you guys. Thank you so much for being in the existence of the rock and roll uh, you know, world that we're in right now. At the end of the week, at the end of every show, we play a song. We add it to our playlist, the SDRshow.com slash playlist. And being that it's the newest song you guys have, you're not letting us know when anything else is going to come out. We'll add I'm <laughs> Not Right. It's such a good song. So goddamn catchy and heavy at the same time. Thank you so much for being a part of the show, guys. Thank you for having us, bud. We enjoyed it. Thank you.